Welcome to episode 229 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Christina Wynn. She's currently a designer at a startup called Gilded. It's all guilds all the way down. Before that, she was a designer at Twitch. Before that, at Blizzard. And we got to talk a lot about games today. Which I'm very happy about. That was, was super fun. A whole lot of fun. Uh, before we get into the games, uh, we want to thank our sponsor for making this episode possible. Is that an EA joke? Get in the game. Get Oh, God. I've forgotten about that. Let's go back to Fuse, though. Fuse is our friend, and they sponsored this episode. Fuse lets you build actual applications instead of prototyping. Fuse makes it easy to ship native applications for iOS and Android. You have to write it up in one place. They're going to compile all of this down magically to native code that you can ship directly to an app store. Uh, but you write it in a syntax that is no more complicated than than prototyping an application. Uh, so instead of prototyping, why not just start building real apps with real data, uh, with all the flexibility that comes from building on native platforms like automatically adjusting layouts to every device size, handling different data types. And at the end of the day, the thing that's being created is something that you can ship to users in the App Store. Which is really all that matters is if you can actually get them something they can use. Fuse has this really cool file format called .ux that uh, lets you declare the the way your views should look, feel, interact, uh, navigate in between views. It's a component-based uh, hierarchy similar to something like React, which is so clearly where everything yep. is going. And all the components are, are native. Uh, they're going to be responsive. They uh, all treat motion like a first-class citizen, so you get really great animations right out of the box. All this you can preview and test on your desktop, on your uh, Mac or PC. And if you want to use visual tools to coordinate, compose, edit these structures, you can use Fuse Studio, which comes with their pro plan. That's kind of their like, like when they, when most people say pro, they just mean paid, but this is like pro, Pro, like you should be making money before you pay for this. You can use all the tools other than the visual tools and a couple others with just the .ux file type. It costs nothing. It's completely free. You can think of this like basically Unity. Like Unity has the same thing, right? You can try it for free. You can build stuff for free. But as soon as you're moving into a commercial space, it makes sense to pay for it because they're providing a ton of functionality and a ton of powerful utilities uh, that make it easy to build what you're trying to build. So go check out what they've got going on at FuseTools.com. They've got a showcase of all the different kinds of things people are building with Fuse. They have all their documentation and examples. Uh, They have an awesome community where you can jump in and ask questions and see what's going on. Uh, Again, that's at FuseTools.com. It's totally free. But if you or your team are looking to upgrade the way that you collaborate and build applications for iOS and Android, get Fuse Pro uh, and get started at FuseTools.com. Thanks once again to Fuse for sponsoring the show. And with that, let's get to episode 229 with Christina Wynn. Hi, uh, my name is Christina. I am uh, obviously a designer that's been working in the gaming obviously. industry for like, Obviously. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> you can tell by my voice. <laughs> Um, I am from Virginia and I'm very proud of the college I went to. Okay. ECU. Okay. We'll get into <laughs> and, that. And, uh, very, um, very into gaming. Of nice. Course, so. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so, so background context, we first connected over a gaming podcast. Uh, yeah. our friend yeah. Charlie Dietz, yeah. who was on a previous episode with Kyle Meyer, uh, games UX. Yeah. That was how we game sucks met. is how it's pronounced. <laughs> game sucks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, we were talking a lot about Overwatch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Still playing. 
Uh, I'm taking a, a brief break okay. for reasons. Uh, like uh, I might have raged a bit and realized that I need to reevaluate <laughs> my life a bit. And then... <laughs> I might have gotten emotionally attached to yeah, my SR. Good... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what exactly that means. What it... <laughs> SR is skill rating. And it is What's basically... What's your zero? Basically. Ooh. In the grand scheme of things, I'm a below average player. <laughs> what about you as a human? Uh, yeah, same. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I feel like your SR rating in real life would be higher than that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you're the barest of compliments. You're a, you're a mid-gold in my books. Which is <laughs> <laughs> kind of an insult. Hey, gold is not that. Gold's fine. Yeah, gold's it's, fine. Wow. I've, a, I've, I'm stuck in gold. Here's some you know? deep cut jokes. Anyone that plays Overwatch out there knows how frustrating it is to be stuck in gold. And I'm stuck in gold. This is very good <laughs> audio content. Uh, you're from Virginia. Yes. Um, born and raised. Yeah. Uh, I only moved over here uh, about three years ago. To uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And um, it's, been, it's been a good move. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. What'd you move out here for? I moved out here because I, I don't I like vacationed here and I thought it was really awesome. So smart. I knew how to come back. Smart. And nice. all the fun design work is out here. Yeah. So. So what was going on in Virginia when you were growing up? What were you playing? Um, <laughs> uh, a, a very specific subset. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what shaped your worldview? <laughs> world of Warcraft, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, your World of Warcraft view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, in many ways. <laughs> It, uh, I definitely put too much time into that that I'm surprised that I made it this far in life. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I uh, I went to school for graphic design and still played a lot of World of Warcraft even then. Mm -hmm. And then um, managed to graduate, thankfully. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. How'd you get into graphic design? Was that oh, just oh, like a okay. pick a major thing or...? Um, so yeah, the at least at VCU, um, you have to apply into the program itself. What, what school are you saying? Uh, oh yeah, Virginia Commonwealth University. Okay. Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, and um, like I, I knew I wanted to get into design because I was really good at designing blog layouts. Oh <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> so like Live Journal. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Zanga, if that was a thing. Okay. And, um, With a graphic design major, I'm ex I'm expecting these are like very intense blog layouts. Oh yeah, nice. I did some really sick uh, uh, image mapping and mm -hmm. slicing things up mm -hmm. and some wicked wicked tables. Yeah, wicked <laughs> tables for sure. <laughs> and usually themed to like my favorite musician or anime at that time or something. So classic. into it. Classic. <laughs> yeah, so I was really into my craft and I I might have pirated your my, Warcraft. Yes. <laughs> um my Photoshop uh craft as well. And um okay. Well, actually I don't feel too comfortable talking about your thievery of Adobe products. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that every designer back then started uh -huh. like that. Okay, uh -huh. yeah, I'm just that's saying. Completely true. Raise except your except hand for if, Brian, because he was too young. Raise your hand if you pirated yeah. Photoshop. Wait, Brian. I yeah, for sure. You did use Photoshop when I first met you. Yeah, yeah, boy. I don't know why I just figured you for like a sketch all timer because you're like five years old. I don't know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. I don't know, I don't, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Uh, so you're making websites, and you're like, I'm going to go to college and learn how to make better websites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> um, 
Well, I didn't know that um, the program was more pro, uh, more about fine art graphic design. Mm. So I went in and I was like, <laughs> so what where's is the tables at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I was working with um, a lot of paper, Ugh. oddly enough. I was like, what? It's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So I was like cutting my finger a lot, using X-Acto blades and trying to use like <laughs> all these different types of glue products. Yep. Lots of X-Acto and paste ups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, this is not what I wanted to do, but I'm learning a lot. Yeah. And it actually helped a lot. Like, it really just added that degree of polish to um, my really sick blog layouts again. And Because <laughs> now you can do them in paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, but at, at that time, it was like a, an interesting transition period to web as a profession. I thought, like... It just didn't occur to me at that time. Interesting. And um, by the time senior year rolled around, I was like, wait, I can actually like maybe make a living off of this. Were you doing like side work? And- yeah, I, I was. Um, a lot of it was gaming related side work just because it was just the community I was in. So, um, Like what? I, uh, so one of them was um, uh, a new StarCraft pro team. Okay. Um, Lazarus Gaming. Wow, I haven't said that in a long time. <laughs> that sounds familiar for some reason. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of famous StarCraft players on it, like um, HD StarCraft and uh, other people. And um, they hired me to do like all the branding and the website and everything. And that was like a huge, like a uh, geeky, like excited moment. <laughs> Cause yeah, was, how did that happen? Um, I connected with the owner at one of the wow this is just getting really nerdy (laughs) (laughs) that's why we're here this is what it's all about (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was at um if y'all remember mlg major league gaming Mm -hmm. yeah it was at one of those events in dc and um i was hanging out with the at that time um world of warcraft arenas were really popular and like uh played still played at the professional level but back then in mlg so um, just, yeah, friends of friends, met them and uh, just telling them that I was just, I'm a designer and I would love to help them out any way I can because I knew this is like a like completely new team. Like they just were still put, putting together the roster at that point. So um, yeah, they gave me the work. I did it. Um, it was really cool to see the the players actually wear the shirts I designed while they're in their tor- uh, competing in their tournaments and stuff. So yeah. And so you're doing like branding, like marketing websites, all this stuff for for StarCraft team. Yeah, and I did like the custom WordPress theme for them too, yeah. which is not fun. I would never do that ever again. Yeah, <laughs> cannot recommend. Yeah, would not recommend at all. Yeah, um, but yeah, because like the the graphic design program like is more of like a fine arts focus, but you also have to do like all the branding stuff. Sure. And so um, that really played a part there. Um, and I think it really helped when I went ahead and uh, tried to find jobs once I graduated because I just felt like I had a pretty well-rounded um, body of work by then, even if it was all gaming-related at that point. Sure. But what I, kind of what was the opportunity space like for gaming back then? Like, were all these pro teams like, yeah, okay, we need websites now and like every game, like we need a WordPress site or we need branding, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it was definitely there at that time. Uh, I think back then, um, it, people wouldn't really need so much like at the, um, like it's just mostly like for professional teams and maybe like large gaming communities, but even large gaming communities 
lived on probably like forums or bulletin boards at that time, right? Like sure. PHBB back then and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, there wasn't like at that time, it was just like, oh, design a the really cool banner for our forum or <laughs> design our avatars or signatures or something like that. Um, it wasn't really like, hey, design a whole website for us. An experience. Yeah, an experience. <laughs> and at that and at that point, too, it was just more like marketing than anything. Okay. Not, uh, yeah. Help us promote our clan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's still a thing right now. So. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But even with having worked with uh, gamers in college for a side work, I still ended up not in gaming initially. So Where did you end up? Um, I, I worked at a, an agency whose clients were for um, the healthcare industry wow yeah so that was um uh i I just didn't i guess at that time it still didn't register to me that i could actually get into the gaming industry proper why i I don't i don't know because i think it's oh because i was in virginia (laughs) that's probably there's not a crazy scene there huh (laughs) no um it's mostly government work. Uh, like, because I was a part of. Um, hey, like, people outside. in the government play video games. Come on. They do. But the government. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen House of Cards? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They play all sorts of games. Yeah, shoot them ups. Yeah. Mind yeah. the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it didn't occur to me because I was just home, back home after I graduated and that was just outside of DC. So sure. I was like, oh, healthcare or government. My parents were always pushing me they're like i don't know what you're doing it's but can you just do it in the government where it's stable and i was like uh yeah why not right so i remember one point even applying to the cia for a powerpoint slide (laughs) wait what tell me more yeah no i just i tried to apply i think it was an internship actually for the cia they were taking design positions believe it or not i had never even considered this (laughs) yeah well when your parents are always telling you to uh apply to government positions you just have to at least give it a shot i guess yeah i mean i guess someone designed (laughs) their logo and all that they all need branding what a time to be alive do you see those prism slides though yeah i was gonna Mm. say someone maybe that's why the prism slides look the way they look because they didn't hire you (laughs) rookie move yeah they're like they could have had like (laughs) <laughs> forum signatures on the bottom I know. That great i actually yeah. made them animate too so wow image ready <laughs> <laughs> as you should yeah coveted skill back then <laughs> so were you i can only assume you're still playing games while you're applying to these government agencies <laughs> yeah i um i was it was still i'm trying to remember when i finally shook the the wow habit I think it was <laughs> got off the yeah off the good yeah it was maybe like 2011 and I um the way I weaned off was getting hooked by another game oh no I think we could all probably <laughs> relate yeah, yeah. to this you yeah. move you swing from branch to branch kind of thing yeah for sure and um I what realized was, what was the new crack uh League of Legends which is probably the worst one of them all yeah <laughs> I um. I've seen many highs and lows playing that game. <laughs> yeah, it's not too great. <laughs> but yeah, and the thing is, is that like MOBAs maybe versus MMOs, like MMOs, you're like building relationships and experiences with other people. Like I've met a lot of those people in real life and like they're great people. Whereas LOL is just like, there's just no connection there. It's just mm. hatred and like, <laughs> 
yeah, it's just so much anger and um Well, it's like very emotional. <laughs> it's very calculated competitiveness, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, very calculated. Which I suppose that's in MMOs too. It's just not the main experience. Yeah, exactly. And um but it's very satisfying to play uh, especially if you're competitive if you're not competitive um it's still fun like there's still modes where you don't but for me i'm like i get pretty competitive when i play so that's probably why i uh have those <laughs> hills and valleys <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> the, ga- the game was is fun and i still follow it uh i don't know if y'all do but Mm-mm. um do watching have- it's hard like, yeah you have to know you have to have background context to like watch yeah yeah that's true um yeah i think that's the case for a lot of mobas and even um shooters too yeah that's true you have to build like the right spectating experience Mm -hmm. for people to follow it i feel like i mean we can circle back around but like spectating experiences of games still feels very rough to me and i don't watch that much like league or anything like that but even watching like overwatch competitions and stuff yeah it's impossible to watch tournaments or anything it's impossible. Yeah. Because they color everything the same. Like, you can't tell who's who, and they only refer to people by their, like, usernames and not, like, ah. It's, it's yeah. really hard to watch. Yeah, it is. And I think um, more recently, since the Overwatch League came out, they've been making a lot of spectator mode improvements. Yeah. So they made, like, some really cool things, like, uh, like you were saying about the color issue. Um, now teams can have their own colors. Oh, okay. They... So like uniforms. Okay. I love that concept. Yeah. Um, so they can make their own uniforms. And uh, I mean, for the Overwatch team, it's been a long known issue. Yeah. That spectating mode is just kind of inaccessible to people. And they're and if they're trying to make it into like the national sport spotlight, they need to improve that. Sure. Um you need to have just more of that mainstream audience if you want the game to be taken seriously too at the at the way that they're uh, targeting it at least so yeah uh have you ever watched a, like an esports match yeah i <laughs> completely unable to do so yeah i i struggle to get through them um i don't know what it is about it i think i can watch like smash tournaments or like uh the uh, Just Dance tournaments were really fun to watch. <laughs> really goofy stuff. But like for the most part, if I'm watching people play, it has to be something that's like, I know who the hosts are or like it's very entertaining. It's like Justin, who's playing it? Yeah. Yeah. You probably have to build up context, which is probably what I haven't done enough of. I don't like how a lot, I mean. I, I guess that's kind of like how sports are though, right? Yeah. The, that's what I was going to say is like, it's so the common commentating. Yeah. What's the term? Yeah. Uh, is so trying to mirror sports that I like can't follow along. Like Tracer comes in from the left with a pulse bomb and gets a 1K and dips back out. Dips back it's out. It's like so, I, I, I don't know how else I would do it, but it's like so <laughs> close to sports, but it's it's like 30,000 times faster than like, ah, <laughs> can't keep up. But a lot of um accessibility to like uh, other audiences those through the commentators so mm-hmm. it's so interesting to hear people break down like their favorite commentators as well they're like they have this guy that's more analytical and this guy's like the flavor and the color and stuff the like flavor that. yeah mm. yeah that's all that's, i want is flavor yeah <laughs> like, i haven't gotten that deep to knowing yeah. <laughs> who's the flavor and who's the yeah the analytical but guy. it does it does get that deep and sure, um sure. yeah of course esports are just as nuanced um but yeah you're right it's I guess it's kind of 
not too interesting, especially if you don't uh, follow the games at the competitive level either. Yeah, I think a lot of the audiences they follow it competitively because they uh, also might have once had that drive too, and they see how hard it is and what it takes to be that good, and then you can appreciate it more when you actually yeah. see the professionals play. So at least that's for me personally. <laughs> I have a, a slight sidebar. I was playing Overwatch the other night, and I got into a match with a bunch of high schoolers, and they were like. I'm getting so old. My reaction time's so slow. Uh, I'm not as fast as I was when I was 12. And I'm sitting over here. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm so slow. And I'm playing a game with a bunch of high schoolers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's that's so why I, I never had the drive to be like professional. So I'd, like I'm not f- fast. Like my reaction time sucks and stuff. So. I think about that a lot actually when I play too. I'm like, wow. I mean, a part of it is just like, I am still playing these games or trying to play these games competitively when I probably don't have the reflexes yeah. I did back then. But it's also just like, it's, it's like a weird, just like fact to the gaming community. It's just like once you're past the age of 18, you're probably falling off already. It's messed up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I feel but, like this correlates a lot to how people talk about like the tech industry though, right? It's oh, like yeah. people talk about like, well, uh, I don't want to use examples, but like once you're <laughs> like, there's a, I've seen several threads about like when you're over 30 in tech and it's like weird. Cause you're the old person. Yeah. Like I'm 28. Like this is yeah. impending. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of conversations around like ageism in hiring. Cause like, especially with, um, I've enjoyed watching threads about like programmers. It's like, why would you hire an older programmer even if they have 20 years of experience because they don't have the same like willingness to work 14 hours a day as just hiring a new grad. But that sucks. And like, that's sucks. a terrible yeah, mentality. It's really yeah, bad. Yeah, it's really bad. It is. I actually think about that a lot because I'm not really sure um, what the path is because I haven't really personally um, seen many um, like significantly uh, older product designers it's also just because it's a relatively uh fresh field too um i mean like ic's i think yeah i think most of my favorite ones are like well over 30 if not over 40 but it's like hard to process that a little bit your favorite ic's yeah well like marshall bach tim van damme like yeah chrissy tillman they're amazing people and they're definitely way older than we are Mm -hmm. yeah um I was actually just thinking, like, even beyond, like, I was thinking, like, late 40s, early 50s, mm-hmm. like, where where will design be by then? And where w- would we all be by then? And um, realistically, not everyone wants to be a manager or not everyone here is going to end up being, like, uh, a director or anything. I mean, they can be, and that's saying they can't be, but... Um, I guess that also is, like, directly applicable to, like, startups, more than anything, right? Like you're not looking for 14 hours of work at a larger company anyway. Yeah. And these are also people that can take more risk. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I'm also really impressed with um, the education that the new, like the newer grads are having right now too. Cause I remember back then, like we had to just, if we wanted to learn more, at least for me, I'd have to just Google a lot and oh, yeah. find the right people and talk to them. And mm-hmm. now that there's like formal education and like, um, UX and things like that, interaction design. I was like, wow. That's... All I know is Google. 
all I know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I feel like I'm pretty expert at googling things now. You know, like all the little tricks. Like there's your I was born into it joke. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, let's go down this this path a little bit. Uh, You're doing IC work now, right? Yeah. Um, Do you see this being like, like I want to IC for a long time? Do you see yourself getting to the point where you'd want to switch and manage or never do this kind of stuff? Um, I really like doing IC work right now. And I think that... Um, IC is individual contributor work. Yeah. Yes. yes. We've had a few people like after these episodes. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It would be in contrast to like a management role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that that's an option out here still too. Yeah. Because... Um, I think uh, being a manager, is, it's tough. Um, it definitely takes a different set of skills um, and a set of skills that not everyone's cut out for, really. So, yeah, I think about maybe being a manager one day, but definitely not anytime soon. Okay. I'm definitely uh, enjoying the startup life right now and having the autonomy and how fast it's moving and things like that. And I feel like um, being a manager, you have to deal with a lot of that. And... Um, it's not like the the sexiest things to work with, uh, but it's and sometimes I feel like it's underappreciated, but it's really good. Like when you mm-hmm. have a good manager, it makes a world of a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like PMs generally are the same way too. Mm-hmm. Like when you have a really great PM, it's like incredible, but they're often undervalued. So yeah. like, you don't get as many great ones. Yeah, yeah. Being a PM is hard work as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to be a PM. <laughs> yeah. Respect to, to the good PMs out there. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to loop us back around because okay. we, we went down a really long tangent there. Uh, you, I want to jump back to you. You said those were encouraged. You Oh, they are encouraged. But now we got to get back on track. <laughs> uh, so let's jump back to the moment where you're applying for the CIA. <laughs> right uh and that didn't happen no um i guess i i didn't i wasn't meant to be part of the cia (laughs) for some reason CIA designer material (laughs) yeah which is unfortunate and i'm sure my dad will never forget that (laughs) but um yeah so i just ended up being in the healthcare industry for a bit um yeah helping Um, people Sucks. You could have been a spy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> spy, designer spy. S- spy designer. Uh, designer oh. Graphic designer. <laughs> no. D- that sounds like D-spiner, and that sounds like a Mortal Kombat move. A D-spiner. Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> Design your own Mortal Kombat character. What would they do? Mm. <laughs> D-spine. Nudge pixels to death. <laughs> That's not you. Um. Um, shit. The, you go. Well, <laughs> Brian, this is really great content. Brian's would be very, very tall and throw a small dog at enemies. <gasps> no. Mine would be uh, like a food, a food kind of monster and he like throws like tacos and stuff. <laughs> like, and, he, and eat his enemies. Yeah, he can like wield taco shells, razor taco shells. Um, he can wrap you in a tortilla, like a burrito, um, burn you in salsa. Yeah. He'll like pour hot sauce into your eyes and stuff. Really, <laughs> That'd be really nice. About really it sick shit. Time. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah. Well, giving you compliments like <laughs> lovely green eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they melt out. Lovely green eyes. Lovely green eyes. Lovely eyes. 
<laughs> okay, well, I went. Now you guys All right, have to Christina, go. what's yours? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if my character could be that gory, honestly. So. You know, we're talking about Mortal Kombat characters, right? I know. <laughs> okay, give it a shot. <laughs> but I think about all the all the young kids that could be playing too, you know? You gotta think mm. about the kids. Okay. Even you wanna, though you wanna Mortal Kombat's things, you wanna, not for kids. You wanna shake things up? <laughs> I played it when you I was wanna in You wanna bring that, that rating down to a, a, an E for everyone. I see. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Wrap them in a nice fluffy blanket and put them to put them in bed. Make them make them some hot cocoa on a, on a cold day. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I like this game better. <laughs> they just pass out from being tired or something. Yeah, read them a story. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's a nice character. All right, so, Yeah. <laughs> Mine would just like snark them to death. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like they would they would faint from the annoyance. Yeah. Kind all of the bring, puns. Yeah, yeah like, all the puns. Yeah, All the puns. They would just groan to death. Yeah, just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, but. <laughs> this was so, a good segment, guys. Uh, anyways. Uh, so you worked in, yeah, working yeah, in Yeah, so um, that was really, it was interesting in its own way. Uh, you don't realize it until you shift away from it. You're like, oh, it was really different. Um, I designed with a lot of blue. A lot of blue. Yep. Trusting color. Yeah, yeah very trusting color. And um So startups work. Mm-hmm. It's just blue. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get it like bootstrap. Yep. Yep. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I worked in the healthcare industry and it it was different. It was um a lot of designing things just to spec. Uh not a lot of room for creativity. But what was nice is that you're working on things that um they need um they just like they i feel like are usually lagging behind a bit when it comes to technology and things like that and um health industry in general right yeah yeah Yeah. and that's why i'm actually really happy to see that there are startups catered towards uh the healthcare industry now and doing some really cool things with it but um that's probably just more specific to here it obviously isn't percolating to the rest of america yet so um but so it was nice to be able to do things like that. And I I wasn't necessarily like sick of it by the time I left. Um, it's just that I was being presented with the opportunity to get into gaming. Yeah, uh, what happened? Oh man. Like um I just remember going like, I feel like I should just kind of make some a change. And uh I was looking around and one of my friends was like, um, he's he has a we had a mutual friend and the other friend was at Blizzard as a as a manager, and um, at that moment, like when I saw that he was like a a manager for design for like web and mobile, I was like, "Wait, uh. there's a department for that at Blizzard." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, they don't only do video games? There's actually other teams there." Yeah, because yeah. I knew that I wasn't actually going to design games at that time, and. Um, that was kind of like my little aha moment. And then we connected a little bit and he just told me what it was like. And I was like, wait, I think I can do this. So I saw that there was a position open and um, I actually got uh, rejected the first time, like just by like the automatic email. And I was like, oh no, like that's a bummer. And It's um, the CIA all over again. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> but the second time around, it worked out. Um, I actually did like my own interactive cover letter. Like I tried, I tried really hard. <laughs> An like, interactive cover letter. Yeah, so just like a website for a cover letter. Okay. Cool. Um, and I think that 
was what made it work, uh, made me stand out a little more. Um, and I just remember, and this is so funny because I actually just went through my old emails looking for something. Um, and I just remember seeing my old email that I got from uh, Blizzard Recruiting. And it was just like, hey, I'd like to grab you to uh, talk to the hiring manager in the San Francisco office. Um, I'm going to be free. And I was just like, is this real life? Is this happening right now? Like even just reading it again, those emails, I still get like, I still feel the excitement that I felt because it wasn't just like going from where I was to Blizzard, which is like a dream company for me. But it was also just making that move across like coast to coast when I hadn't really considered it before. So, um, yeah, no, I just like, I still think about that. I'm like, wow, I'm like really happy that happens <laughs> because so, that opened a lot of opportunities for me afterward too. Well, so Blizzard you moved out here like, for Blizzard. I'm sorry? So you moved out here for Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Blizzard's yeah. like one of the big ones. Yeah. Like it's a <laughs> pretty <laughs> massive and well-known company with like some really cool like lore <laughs> that oh, they've yeah. like built up over decades. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and they make just like really great games too. Yeah. Like, and... I don't know. You can just feel the love they have for their games. Their production quality is insanely high. That's like one of their um, tenets, like the Blizzard polish. And they're like, they're willing to like delay things just so it has that polish when it's released. It feels kind of like the, like Pixar for gaming kind of thing. Like that, like next level polish. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just remember like flying out here to San Francisco and interviewing and going like, holy crap, this is, this is a thing like this could happen for me. And yeah. And then, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And um, yeah, I worked, uh, I worked at Blizzard for uh, about a year and a half and uh, it was for their web and mobile team. So they handle all of their websites and um, apps and things like that, which uh, I in particular worked on, like they, they were divided up by games, which is kind of cool still but um i worked on like the hearthstone and some of the heroes of the storm if you're familiar with those games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> hots hots yes <laughs> and his <laughs> <laughs> um yeah which is really cool and the best part was probably working on well in a company that has a bunch of people who actually are genuinely excited about the games that they produce but also um with all that cool art that they make i loved working with that art so beautiful yeah what was that like because there's this like massive library of assets and characters and and things that you can riff off of yeah um it was just so they have it all available to you um sometimes they're delivered in different ways uh sometimes it's like a flattened image sometimes it's like a layered psd and that's actually when i would kind of dig in i'm like how did they do this right like how do they build this logo and i would just like kind of dissect the layers i'm like whoa okay that's how they did it so it's just really cool to see how they actually built all those like really nice graphics they do and art and um i found that um technically speaking you actually needed to know a fair amount of um like how to do like image manipulation and editing and stuff like that. So, um, cause if you're going to work with art, you have to like be able to compose it a certain way and extract things. And all the time you have to just kind of make up, make up compositions. So, um, for example, like, um, 
for a time, the Hearthstone header, when you first land, was composed of several different images. So, like, be able to have an eye for that and actually put that together. So there's actually a lot of, um, like, artistic part of it. And, um, but then there was also, like, product stuff, like, uh, like making an app or, um, like, for I worked on something called Fireside Gatherings at first. So that was, like, its own initiative. What was that? Uh, Fireside Gatherings, it was, um, it's like a, a social initiative to bring together Hearthstone players in real life. <laughs> so you find meetups, um, people would organize it, there's like a leveling system to it, and uh, it's just so people, because the Hearthstones are pretty Social solid. gamification. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think it's been doing pretty well, because, I mean, it's a pretty solitary game, and um, like people to, you know, to keep people engaged, it's better when there's actually that social connection in real life as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, that was like uh, one of the more like uh, more product focused. Well, that, that was always one of the funnest parts of trading card games was like getting together with other people who played them. So like Pokemon games and Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments and Dragon Ball Z cards like were so much fun when you were around other people who played them. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely the case. And then they're trying to bring that interactivity to a, a, like a game, a computer yeah, game. Totally. So, yeah. Can we cut this out? No shit. Last night I had a dream about us having a Pokemon playing card battle. No shit. Sorry. That's Thanks, not Sarah. hard that's, to make happen. That's kind of an intimate experience. But like I, in, in my dream, I like made up all these rules for how Pokemon battles worked. And it, Sorry. Okay. I know dream is super boring. Let's cut this. Thanks, Sarah. No, that's amazing. You just said that and I was like, oh my God, last night I had this like crazy moment. <sighs> the one thing that keeps me from wanting to play Pokemon trading card game again is all the monsters I don't care about. I yeah. just want the original, like, 150. Yeah, same. Yeah. I miss, like, having the counters and, like, putting those down and that feeling and the The, the little flips. bead things? Yeah, yeah. God. <sighs> Bizarre. <laughs> I'll bring my binder back from Colorado and we can... Do you actually have one? I still have mine, I'm too. I'm sure I have one somewhere. I have one. <gasps> mine is definitely gone. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, my my collection is solid. You'll be impressed. Actually, I have a funny story related to those collections. Um, I and <laughs> this is kind of like a cute little uh, childhood crush story. But um, I had an elementary school crush. He he crushed on me, but he had to move. So I uh, we didn't keep in touch, but we reconnected because of the wonders of social media. Like a little later in life, and he came back around. He was just like he was getting deployed to the army and stuff. He was like, I wanted to leave you with this. And it was his binder full of Pokemon cards. <laughs> it's the most meaningful thing I have. I know, and I, it was so sweet. And I still have it, actually. Because it was also just because, like, these are really awesome Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to keep them for a right. while. So, yeah, yeah, funny story related to that. So I'm really obsessed <laughs> with board game design right now. And, yeah. like, card game design is super interesting to me. And I keep thinking about, like, the old stuff. Like, uh, Dragon Ball Z cards had, like, a giant sword that was, like, a sliding counter for like scores and like power levels that's so cool that like that stupid thing existed but like you would carry a deck of cards and this stupid little sword thing (laughs) which is kind of like terrible design but also like that's the (laughs) thing i remember about it yeah Uh, it's the little details i just think about like all the things you would do to take care of your cards as well totally like the covers Mm -hmm. those are like if you got really everything in sleeves hell yeah yeah. or boxes for the decks Mm -hmm. or containers Mm -hmm. to carry all the the peripherals for him too. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's like the the um, this went in a weird direction. That's actually I think interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was all takeout, but now I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just like how tactile it was too. Yeah, that's totally. probably why you re- you love that like little slide thing so much too. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, that's missing today, right? Like at least for me, I think that's why a lot of designers are into like woodworking and pottery and stuff. It's like I, you don't I, get I the need tactile day to day. I need a tactile thing in my day to day. Yeah, you gotta do some icon design, my dude. It's how is that? Tact- it's like pseudo tactile. Uh, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> it's not like you're feeling it, but it's um, it feels like you're directly manipulating something, mm. and that feels really nice. That's okay. true. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I think that's why I like illustration so much. Is like it feels like you're just doing the one thing. Mm. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, to jump back, so fireside. What was it called? Fireside. Oh, fireside gatherings. Fireside gatherings. Yeah, that was like the first app product thing you'd, you'd worked on? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. It, it was. And um, it went well. It's evolved a lot since then, too, actually. Um, I think they started to lean into it a lot more. Sure. So I'm, I'm happy that it's it's found its footing and it's it's being used. Um, but yeah, like uh, at, at Blizzard, it's like, oh, man. Like, it's, it's just, it was so fun. And everyone was so great and happy and nice. And this is my first exposure to the gaming industry, like, working in it proper, too. And I was like, this is just so different. And, um, Anything you didn't expect? It's it's casual nature, I guess. But that that was just within the context of coming from like healthcare. So, um, like people were, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but people would just take breaks, like lunch breaks, just to play games. The the games that the the company they work at were launching. So I, I thought that was just that's was awesome. Just, yeah, it's really nice. And I bet people at Twitter feel the same way. You think so? <laughs> Twitter breaks. Twitter breaks. <laughs> what? It's our product. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do it all the time regardless. Did you feel they like wouldn't... that at Facebook? <laughs> no. I got. I was amazed at how often I was on Facebook at Facebook. It's like, oh, it's too much. <laughs> well, so that's actually something I wanted to bring up because when I was at Facebook, we were on Facebook all the time and I got like burnt out of being on Facebook. And I was wondering if the same thing started happening with you. Like, I'm really into video games. I play them all the time, but now I'm in it and surrounded by it 24-7, did it start to lose its luster a little bit? Right, yeah, actually, I thought about that too. And at Blizzard, no, not really. Um, I think a part of it was because, maybe because I wasn't actually working on the games themselves. Ah. That could be one thing. Um, the other thing was I just really liked the games. Yeah, yeah. So at that time when I was working there, Overwatch was still in like alpha and beta. And oh man, I went, I went crazy on that. Like I found any moment and... The thing is, is that you had to be on the network to play, so you couldn't just play from home. So I'd actually like go into the offices on weekends. Oh wow! Yeah, and I just <laughs> get remember, on the grid. Yeah, and the office was like in Civic Center, and I'd be leaving at like two a.m. and I'd be like, "Oh Ooh, my gosh, that's what just pretty happened? sketchy." Yeah, Civic Center is kind of a rough neighborhood. Yeah, so. so I'd get out. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I gotta order an Uber." <laughs> and it's two a.m. What happened to my night? <laughs> like on a Saturday night. Yeah. But yeah, like when you get your hands on like uh, a game like any Blizzard game, really, you're just like, this is going to be it. That's how I felt with Overwatch. I was like, this is going to be the the game that people are going to be really excited about. And that's why I was just so, yeah, it's just like, it's so easy when a 
the company you work for produces games that you actually feel really good about and like kind of believe yeah. in, you know, that it, it really does shape up the culture. Um, uh, yeah. Well, we had a, a mutual contact that was asking about like being into video games and being into gaming in general and working in gaming. And is it a wise idea to blend those two worlds and make them one and the same where like my work is very closely you lose directly that attachment? To, my, to my hobby or is it healthy to keep a hobby a hobby and then like let yeah. your work be the same and I don't know how to answer that because it seems like everyone's a little different like you obviously found a way to make that work and not get burnt out about that being like the life yeah 24 um, 7 I guess yeah so to answer your question like I don't I didn't run into that issue at yeah. Blizzard itself um but I also worked at Twitch and <laughs> I actually found that uh, sometimes at Twitch it was a, a little more difficult at times. Um, I'm not really sure what the difference was. Um, I, uh, Twitch is a very interesting uh, product. And um, sometimes you could get really into it because there's like some really cool event going on, like the Bob Ross marathons or mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of my favorites, which is from a while back was a uh, Twitch place Poke one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> I love watching like AGDQ on there and everything. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a big community for that there too. Yeah. Awesome games done quick is like the funnest, weirdest subculture thing. <laughs> uh, it's just people speed running games yeah. and raising money for cancer. Huh? It's That's cool. awesome. Yeah. But it's just like, so, um, diverse too like the mm-hmm. content they're trying to pull into there like um uh social eating and and obviously it's kind of um kind of like a controversial direction they're taking in with like the IRL category if you're familiar with that mm-hmm. um it's basically for anything not in gaming mm-hmm. and um it was just a it was just a different set of product problems people problems and everything when you're at Twitch it seems interesting to have that direction happen when so much of the the site itself feels so based on the culture that is using it. So like when we were streaming design and coding work uh, for a while, like we did a couple different little initiatives. Um, all the gaming memes and everything in chat felt super weird and like out of place. Like it's just not for that. How how did you guys approach that? Like that's that seems really hard to correlate to this IRL thing. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a lot of the uh, um, difficulties around it right now, and and they don't have it perfectly resolved either. Yeah. Um, it's when you make a your entire user base out of gaming first, it's mm-hmm. just hard to make those um, those moves into other pla- other spaces and expect for those people to kind of shake up their habit. Like I think by expanding the categories, for example, they're looking to find different and new audiences. But um, again, when you made your identity based off of gaming, it's just going to take a lot of time. And sometimes people like who don't stream gaming, like coding and design, sometimes they appreciate like this gaming culture still. But for newcomers, I can only imagine that it'd be maybe a little off-putting at times. Or yeah, I'm hoping that it, I mean, I'm hoping that the um, other categories take off. IRL again is doing pretty well for itself right now, but it's not always the type of content that you'd want to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was just, I think another thing that dawned on me when I worked at Twitch after Blizzard was that y- there is just a, a gaming 
in the gaming industry, for me, when I first joined, I thought it was just only game development or game publishing, but you can actually do other things related to gaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Twitch, uh, you can... Um, like the gaming entertainment, gaming media. It's just like the whole space is just blowing up and it's just not just game development anymore. Like, I don't know why. Like it, when it was in the, it's like more uh, nascent years, like that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And now we have like experiences that go alongside games now. Um, like um, like matchmaking services and Esports is like its whole. I mean, the whole chat space. like Discord and everything. Yeah, like Discord. Yeah, Discord is huge, and um, and I think that's really ex- it's a really exciting time to be in gaming, just to see how it, it grew like this for sure. So yeah, just seeing the successes of Twitch made me realize like the gaming, the gamer market is just like a really big force right now, yeah. and it's just growing even more. So so what was the transition there from from Blizzard to Twitch? Um extenuating circumstances but like it's just was really fortunate that twitch was just in the same neighborhood too okay (laughs) yeah it it worked out because um twitch well at twitch were you doing like product design yeah yeah so i was doing um was there something that happened at like the uh fireside gatherings where you're like oh like i like the the product app stuff more than maybe like the marketing website or or branding or things like that yeah, actually, yes. Um, I found that, like, I think it might have been in part just being in this area, too. Like, there's a lot of product design, and I thought that's, like, a really interesting and cool space, and I wanted to get more into it. At Blizzard, um, I wasn't really working on, like, the core product, which I wasn't working on the games. And I wanted to see what that'd be like, what it'd be like to actually make really impactful decisions on the experience, the core experience. And um, at Twitch, I could do that. And that's why I wanted to like give it a go to be like a, like a real official product designer. Because that, I mean, my title at Blizzard wasn't necessarily that and I wasn't always doing product. So you know, at Twitch, um, I think having the autonomy and knowing that I can make a difference and like affecting the designs I do, like actually affecting metrics and things like that, like uh, it was just really empowering and something that I'm still uh, really enjoying right now. So <laughs> even more so now being at a startup. Uh, what did you work on at Twitch? At Twitch, I was a part. So there's um, a few verticals and the one I was a part of was called uh, Broadcaster Success. So that means that you th- these are the tools you deal with OBS all day long. Yes. <laughs> we find ways to work with OBS all the time. Yeah. But really, it was just like just finding, a, um, developing tools and feature sets to make the broadcaster experience better. Okay. So more seamless or um, things like that. And this is a fairly large team. So there's still a lot of subsets to that. Uh, and for me in particular, I worked on the video product. And as you can imagine, working at video at a company known for streaming is a little difficult. And especially if um, your competition is like YouTube, who's mm-hmm. a, a giant in mm-hmm. the in the space. So um, it had a lot of challenges. And I think it's still still trying to figure it out, that piece of sure. Twitch. Yeah. Okay. And how long did you stay and work on that? Mm, about uh, a little over a year. Okay. Um, 
And honestly, I, I would have stayed longer if it weren't for the opportunity that I came across. Well, that's what I want to get into yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the startup? Um, so the startup is called Gilded. Uh, it's an esports team management app. Um, it was started by my friend. Um, actually, we worked on it together in our spare time, like, oh gosh, like 2015. Mm-hmm. And um, we just kept on doing that. And then eventually... Uh, he was just like, I want to take this full time. I want to actually push this and go somewhere with this. And I just, for me at that time, I was just, it was just good practice. Um, I mean, I wanted to be able to create something just cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes you get so bogged down by like, well, it has to be adhering to these business goals. It has to be following these metrics that, um, you kind of lose sight of what you always had in mind when you first start off. And like for this, it's just like a pure pleasure. Wow, that sounds weird. <laughs> but it, it, it was just for fun. A yeah, hedonistic escape yeah. of pixels. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I add like really cool gradients on things and like use yeah. cool images again and like all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, he wanted to push with it and I just didn't have the capacity for it at the time. And, um, he was like, well, I'm going to just have to keep on doing this without you. And maybe I'll, you know, you can work on it here and there. And then I did. Um, but eventually he was just like, I'm going to apply to YC and I want you to be a part of this. And I just couldn't. But he circled back around after a really successful YC run and was like, hey, I can actually hire you proper now. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> because... At the time, I already got a, a lot of experience from Twitch. It was like a year later. And I think that I am I was like at a good place where I could go ahead and give it a shot. And oh my gosh, uh, my dad's reaction to that. <laughs> uh, my parents were just like, why would you leave Amazon? Yeah. Amazon is Amazon. You know right. what I mean? And uh, it's, a good que- it's a good point. Um, I think a lot of people here actually kind of uh, have come across that question themselves, like you, you both are from Facebook, right? So no, it's like, not, not me. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, but also never, from... never. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that Facebook? <laughs> Quit emailing him. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's just like um, like my roommate, for example. She was on Instagram. She was like, her parents were like, "Why would you leave Instagram?" And like. It make, the question makes sense. It makes total sense. Like, these companies are great, all of them out here, right? Like, why would you ever leave them if they're treating you well and things like that? And it's just because you're usually just in pursuit of something different, right? So telling my parents that, they were just like, I don't get it. But And only and I try to explain to them as best I could about, like, what startups are, and they just didn't care. And But when their friends explain it to them, they're like, oh, okay, so you have a shot and making it rich one day. <laughs> yes, know? I'm doing it for the money. Yes, yes, for the money. Everything's for the money. If that'll right? make you feel better, I'm going to be rich for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they finally came around to it, so they left me alone about it. And um, it's been so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now that your parents leave you alone about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah, that well, too. that too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, parents. <laughs> also helps to get like 2,000 miles away from them. Yeah, that'll know. do it. Yeah, that'll do it. But um, it's been really fun and um i think sometimes i think about like the the usual career trajectory of people who come to silicon valley as a designer they usually um a lot of grads just go straight into one of the big tech companies and um then maybe 
do something different and some go into startups and then like the major tech companies. And for me, it was obviously uh, the bigger companies and then an actual proper startup. And I wonder if that shaped my my perspective on it differently. Yeah. Like maybe now I'm more, uh, I'm coming at it with a lot more enthusiasm and understanding of how things are different versus if I started at a startup, I might've been like, oh, I don't know if this is exactly what I pictured. My expectations might've been different. And then going to a bigger tech company and finding that a lot of my skills might not apply here is <laughs> something like that, you know what I mean? And because um, those startups are a lot scrappier, a lot more informal, they move so much faster. And then when you go to a bigger company, it's you realize that, um, not in a bad way, but a lot of it is formalized. A lot of it, there's the bureaucracy. And it just takes a different type of skill set too. You, it feels like there's a lot more capacity for polish, but it, it scales in the same way. Like it just takes a lot longer to accomplish that. Regardless of where you're coming from, polish takes a long time, but mm-hmm. now that it's formalized, it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. And it's required of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or else your manager will have a stern talking to. Yes, yeah, to a you. formal one. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Startups Guild in particular, we just like, just trying to figure out the process in in itself has been very interesting. And um, but it's also nice because there's not much of one. So maybe right. that is the process. The <laughs> yeah. process is no process. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm sure a lot of your friends are in esports though, but in a niche product like that, do you have a hard time talking to people about what it is you do? Like, I worked in niche products before, and it's it was always hard to be like, oh, you won't use this to my friends when, when they were asking what I was working on. Is, is that a thing for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, like, mom and dad, come check out this esports team that I'm helping set up. and Well, even friends, like, I, I don't do <laughs> esports. Like, I'm still like, okay, that's great. But, like, I, I don't have a reason to go check it out further. Right, right. Yeah, so even within the gaming community, like, there are people who would use it. Like, um, I mean, a a large portion of the gaming community is more casual, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, for example, our our product, like, we we have a lot of features. (laughs) I kind of, like, in my head, I just keep on thinking how it's, like, GeoCities. You know, just like, <laughs> and you can customize it for your clan or your team or anything, Perfect. right? Yeah. I love it. I love it. GeoCities for gaming. Yes. <laughs> that is a sick sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. But um, we have like a lot of features. Like we, re- we have a calendaring, we have recruiting, which is probably one of our best features. And then we have like discussion boards. And like all the time people are like, why would I use something like this for just me and my group of friends who just play Minecraft, right? And um, Discord fulfills a lot of our needs there. Um and to be honest, like our product can definitely help those people, but um, we're also like looking to like cover like a certain part of the spectrum that like also helps uh, professional esports teams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you're just like a casual use, uh, a casual gamer, you probably wouldn't use it. And, yeah. and there's something it'd be so nice if everyone used it, of course. But um, right now, especially in the earlier stages, everyone does esports now. <laughs> yes. Oh, so that'd be the dream. Well, the design esports guild. Mm-hmm. Yes, but our our sport is just shipping stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> calendar events, ship it, ship it, ship it, nice. <laughs> recurring every day. I win. <laughs> um, what's but what's really nice about um, working on a gaming startup, which 
I don't know. Every time, like my next career move is like, wow, I didn't really think this was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna end up here, but it always works out so well, right? But um, for sure, for sure, yeah, always yeah. works out well. Always yeah. works out. I keep but, working at these fun <laughs> companies somehow, and it's like they're all gaming or something. Yeah, that's probably the common thread there, maybe. <laughs> but um, a gaming startup like uh, how supportive the community is of like uh, of newer products too. Mm-hmm. They're like very open to it. Like, I don't know if it's the same with other industries where they would prefer to choose something more established, but... I feel like anything tech-centric tends to be that way. Yeah. Like, people actually, get excited about new tools. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, everything... When something's in beta, that's when all the hype is. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get that hype cycle. Yeah, yeah. And um, our, our, uh, our users have been so great with feedback and I know sometimes it's just hard to get feedback from your users in general, but yeah. gamers love giving feedback. Mm-hmm. And I learned that a lot when I was at Blizzard and Twitch. So. <laughs> and they always give it in very nice, constructive format. <laughs> so constructive, yeah. And they usually add like really, they add like nice emojis at the end. Yeah. Yes, just make you yes. feel very supported. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the the parents objecting to a transition from like a big established company to a startup. There are some valid points to it uh, around like lack of, I guess like long-term security and things like that. Has there any, anything been surprising to you about making this leap to a startup where, you know, team's small futures unknown. You don't have whatever Twitch's user base is and whatever their, their funding is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of unknowns, but um I guess my uh, a lot of my fulfillment isn't necessarily from the the payout money or otherwise. Like it's just more about like the fact that people are using this that makes me really happy. Like just to see something grow from the very beginning when no one was using it, when you weren't sure, um, when you weren't even sure that it was gonna go somewhere, even though you didn't really care if it did. It's at that the time. best feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just because you just wanted to do something you wanted to do, and um, the the fin- like the financial part of it. Um, that's obviously rough for a lot of people, and understandably so. So, but the freedom, I think that's the key. Like to do kind of anything you want, or be able to make the impact you want without having to worry about all the politics and office and stuff like that. Like. It's been great. And then I get to sleep whenever I want. And, I want and <laughs> Key. So, it's yeah. helpful. Yeah, it's very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Like right now we don't have like a formal office space. So um, the, the the whole work from home experience has been pretty great. Um, I've been investing more into pajamas. <laughs> nice. Work from home clothes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. The work from home uniform. And um I don't know. It's just been completely worth it for me. And I don't know if it, again, if it's because I just came from a bigger company and it gives me, it granted me that gratitude or perspective. Um, yeah, exactly. The perspective. So my, yeah, my parents, um, it's also kind of like withholding details with them. Like, Oh, I'm not going to tell you how much I get paid. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, <laughs> as long as they know you're well, right. Yeah, and I feel like... Um, You've got extra pajama money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of extra pajama money and for DLCs and things like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's just company research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, that's the, also the lovely thing about working in gaming is everything, even your hobby is considered research, right? Yeah. For yeah. your actual product. What'd you do yesterday? Played League of Legends. 
Yeah. What did you accomplish? I learned a whole lot about <laughs> League of Legends strategies. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, especially with um, our product, that like we like tailor the experience a bit for each game that you mm-hmm. uh, add to your team. That you, we actually need to know these things because a lot of people ask for very specific requests about like, I want a more granular rank system that's catered towards my WoW guild. Sure. Because there's a lot of MMO users that use our product. And um, hey, uh, the CSGO ranks changed. Can you make sure you update all this? And you just have to... How do you scale that? That yeah, sounds hard. Uh, well, um, we're... <laughs> My uh, my founder is a big fa- uh, fan of um, uh, Paul Graham, and one of his uh, famous articles is like, "Do things that don't scale." Sure. Yeah. So um, he's just like, "Don't even worry about it. We'll figure, we'll figure it, it out." out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of the startup process. You yes. just figure it out along the way, right? We'll figure it out. Yeah. And the um, the 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 way I'm framing it to myself is like the worst thing that could happen. I mean, sure, you might have like sure the worst case scenario, you the startup doesn't make it, right? But it's not like it's the end of the road for you for the rest of your life. Like, you can go to Amazon or, you know, you can just go to another company. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, we're at, in an area and in a time where designers are very valued. Yes. So. Um, so what games are you researching these days? <laughs> researching, of course. Uh, right. In a very academic sense. <laughs> I've been um, extensively researching Stardew Valley. Yes. Um <laughs> There's that, a lot there's, of research to be done there. There's some. It's, it's amazing. Is, big, yeah. big pro play community. Very big. Very it's, big. Yeah, people are getting real competitive. I heard it's going to be the next major esport. That's what I'm well, thinking. <laughs> now that multiplayer is coming. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that who can get married first? Exactly. <laughs> who can get the one. galaxy sword first? Yep. Yeah. Key. And there's like so many different aspects to the game, mm-hmm. like the dungeon crawling experience. I'll be the, the fishing champ. Fishing's hard. Yeah, I haven't gotten a squid yet. It gets really Fishing's easy tricky. all of a sudden. Hmm. Is that true? Yeah, it's like one trick. It, yeah. Really? This one simple trick will make old fishermen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a nice splash. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's like a timing thing, and yeah. Yeah. Um, started. Yeah. So I actually found that um, more recently, since I've been just working a lot more in a good way, it's just been hard to uh, play more competitive games. Uh, in my downtime because I don't need that stress in my life. <laughs> so um, I've uh, played games more like Stardew Valley, more solo. It's so perfect for that. I, it for is. For like unwinding. It is. And although my, my the min-maxer in me gets still a little bit anxious, I'm like, I didn't like make a perfect grid or I like yep. could have maximized my hours or energy better. Or any, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to like let go of that when I play this I had game. optimized money production four seasons. Like, really? Yeah. And like timing out when plants needed to go into like cellars to turn into wine. And like, yeah, it's, it gets intense. <laughs> Is that not stressful for you? Nah. No. <laughs> it's very organized. It's like methodical. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's it stops s- being kind of fun at that point. Though. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This like, is my job. I'm clocking in. This yeah. is this is a really great calculator game, uh, <laughs> and I know exactly how much money it will make. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. There's like I just remember like looking. I would just like have a little, one question about one thing, and it'd be a part of a bigger guide about how to play the mm. game. And I go through the guide. I'm like, you can do all these things. Yeah. Oh my, my stress levels are rising. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just I find also that I'm more of like a. It's kind of a weird thing but like kind of like a a serial like a monogamous gamer like as in like mm. i play only one game at a time for a long time 
Yeah. And so that was like League of Legends four years. World of Warcraft, like, oh, I don't even want to think about it. And like, um, so that's actually uh, funny enough, like one of my New Year's resolutions, just like play more games. And I feel like that's all it. right. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I've just kind of fallen off a little bit hmm. since I've been um, working at the startup. And um, I want to just like get back into it and even more and more like more games in general, like a diverse set of games, not just one game for six months yeah. and another game for six months. Because there's just so much, there's so much out there now yes. compared to back then. It's not just AAA titles, yeah. like how it used to be. Yeah. And there's a that's lot. That's a good New Year's resolution. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I will play more games. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of like. The opposite. <laughs> the opposite of what you think would be a normal <laughs> resolution. Ah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you play any non-video games? Uh, like board games and things like yeah. that. Um, with friends here and there, uh, not too much actually my friends they're more video gamers proper cool. but i have a lot of friends that actually do play board games and have like board game nights i've seen that grown a lot i don't know if it was like coming to san francisco or if it was a i think the industry started getting like a lot higher end all of a sudden like mm. four or five years ago and so it's like starting to become more of a thing yeah it's, it's really great too i love seeing that um have you ever been to like any of like the local events mm -mm. around? Like there's, I've, I've been at stores when they were happening, but that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm sorry, I just don't care about a Magic the Gathering preview event. It's just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's definitely for different people. <laughs> yeah, um, but like I know that, for example, uh, I'm loving like all the gaming bars that are popping up randomly around the city, yeah. and they usually incorporate uh, board games and tabletop mm -hmm. games as well. So it's like really cool to see that, like. People are, are just as adults and they're drinking and just playing board games in a public space. Yeah, like, Asiento is really cool for that. It's like a wine and board game bar. Oh, cool. Oh, it's like yeah. Spanish style. It's like tapas and stuff. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And there's like Coin Op and this, the new mm -hmm. one, the Emporium. Mm -hmm. And it's just. I've never seen people play board games at Coin Op. That's interesting. I think they have like more casual board games, but SF Game Night, which is like what I used to go to a lot. Um, they actually have like a lot of different types of board games alongside console games and PC games. And Interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. I didn't know that. I love the scene here. I remember when I first moved here and I went to that night, trying to like, I was like, I need to meet people here. And I was like, a huge space, like um, there's a bar, there's all those games. And I was just like, I found my people, I think. You know? <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> I'm home. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Goodbye, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> no one needs this. Yeah. Anymore. And that's what really got me excited about San Francisco when I first moved here. Hmm. But tabletop games have evolved so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I should get more into them. You right? should. Yeah, I should. You should. Yeah. I, I bought <laughs> one and that, then suddenly I bought like 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw your collection. It's, it's a nice like perspective broadening of uh, like ways to approach game mechanics. Because video games, there's like lots of tropes and like lots of patterns that, that games follow. And then Spatial tabletops players. have the same thing. It's like mm -hmm. there's all these different patterns that that Every these games share, but they they mix and match and, and blend them together in very interesting ways, which yeah. makes this game totally unique, even though the patterns are very common patterns that yeah. all games use. Yeah. And it brings people together. It's like, again, like yeah. the face-to-face -face interaction over a game. Yeah. And we don't, with video gaming, it's kind of just easy to just hide in your basement, you know? Yes. We all hide in our basements. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but in a tabletop game, you're hiding in your basement with friends. Yeah. See? <laughs> Beautiful. Um, we're running out of time. And we like to ask at the end, uh, you know, now that 
you are choosing your own waking and sleeping hours. Uh, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Oh, um, well, more recently, um, and I guess this is probably an answer for a lot of people, but just politics overall. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, especially, <laughs> especially when you're the type to get into really pointless arguments online. <laughs> uh, That'll do it. D don't go on blinds before you go to sleep. <laughs> on blinds? Yeah, it's um, that kind of like the anonymous workplace app. Oh, so, unfamiliar. <laughs> Any anonymous workplace app, I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just like um, for different, like at first it started with like just a few tech companies and now it's branched out a lot. Yeah. Oh, geez. But it's like anonymous. You can change your username whenever. And it's just, I'm like, every like why do I open this at 3 a.m. before I sleep? Like, oh, I don't shit. know why I do this. Delete it. Delete yeah. it. Delete it. Yeah, I should delete it. Yeah. One of my New Year's resolutions, <laughs> delete blind off my You don't phone. have to wait till the New Year's to delete it. Yep. Just delete it right oh, now. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. I'm deleting it right now. Now you've been guilted on air into <laughs> is happening yeah they had that uh i don't even know how to delete with the new they, the new phone yeah it's yeah it's different uh <laughs> that stuff brings me down they had the like internal thing at facebook it, it, I heard it, it about was that. blind yeah. i think it was maybe the same app yeah because even if anybody's telling the truth which they probably aren't it just like makes you feel super shitty and you're like feel like you're surrounded by people that you didn't realize were like you were that. surrounded by it. And, yeah. Yeah. Not no, that. for sure. And which I, I guess one argument would be like, open your eyes. There's like different perspectives, but not if the perspectives are shitty, Dam <laughs> damaging, damaging D yes. and hurtful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just, yeah. Like the, the, the anonymous factor of part of it. Like, I don't know if that contributes. That's a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm, like sure. internet, um, being anonymous on it in general because that like 14 deals with that a lot No, of it, them. it does but allow some people who are generally underrepresented to like speak up or like people who could be hurt by putting things out that are like valuable to put out but for the but, most part yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the it, most part it's accessible <laughs> yeah <laughs> blind is it no sucks. different I think yeah. of Twitch comments honestly nowadays like watching anyone stream on Twitch I'm like god if they read the comments that must be so disheartening <laughs> no i actually it's like mean shit i had to be honest like working there and just seeing that was it could be pretty discouraging yeah. um especially sometimes when it's like it could be sexist and i'm like well i'm working on this product that i end up giving these people a platform mm -hmm. um it's just something that i think a lot of people have to uh try to grapple with and um it's a hard problem to solve. It's a very hard problem to solve. And I don't think anyone's really got it perfect yet or even close to perfect, really. Yeah, so online arguments with strangers is what keeps me up at night. <laughs> All right. That's the worst thing that could keep you up at night. I'm so sorry. I mean, that's that's like the there's an XKCD about this, right? Like, come to bed. Sorry, this person's wrong on the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, yeah. Well, I hope that 2018 brings you less of that. And more of fun games. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling. I'm feeling very confident about my resolutions right now. I think. I, could, I think they're achievable. It's right? possible. It's possible. I think it's possible. <laughs> Into it. Awesome. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That was 229. Thank you so much to Christina for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Fuse for sponsoring the show. Fuse makes it easy to build native applications for iOS and Android uh, from your Mac or your PC with a really wonderful easy to understand syntax called .ux that compiles down to native code. 
and it's built in a component-based structure, which is so like clear and concise and easy to understand and reason about. I'm a big fan. Go check them out at fusetools.com if you're ready to change the way that you build applications or if you've just been thinking, oh, I want to try a new prototyping tool. Instead of doing that, how about you build real apps with the same amount of learning curve at fusetools.com. You can go through all their documentation, examples, see what other people are making or join their community to ask questions. Thanks so much to Fuse for making this episode possible and go check them out at fusetools.com. Thanks once again to Fuse. We'll see you next week.